0: Hey, 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 folks, welcome back. Another great episode today, zooming in from Kitchener, Ontario. We've got a real estate entrepreneur. We've got a project manager. We've got a best-selling author, Mr. Michael Emmanuel. Michael, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thank you for having me, Dave. Hey, really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm excited to chat with you. Tell me a little bit about what got you into real estate in the first place. I understand you've got a bit of a background around that. So, walk us through your real estate investing journey.
1: Yeah. So, I don't want to, I'll give you the Coles Notes version. Uh-huh. Uh, but I got started in real estate investing shortly after leaving my full time job. That is another story in itself. Uh, but once I left my, made the decision to start something on my own, I actually came across a book that a lot of new entrepreneurs and investors came across. And that's Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki.
0: Yep.
1: And that really lit the fire. On, um, I guess what I haven't been doing <laughs> and what I should be doing. Yeah. Um. And and that's what really got me interested and in, and lit the fire and the passion for real estate investing.
0: So, what and did that, you start doing when it comes to real estate investing? What was your first deal so, in, and when was it? Sure.
1: Yeah. So so the first move obviously was I just learned it. Started learning a ton. Absorbing everything. Podcasts. Read more books. Started going to networking events. Um, as far as the, the first deal that I got into that actually happened earlier this year. So almost two years after I sort of started my journey because um, I was focusing on business, things like that. Yeah. And uh, what happened was I ran into a very experienced group of real estate investors, some here local to me in Kitchener and just having built up a rapport with them, uh, partnering with one of them here, Who's been an active real estate investor in Kitchener for several years? Um, that's really what got me into the door. So, just building trust and rapport, uh, using my background as an architectural designer and project manager uh, to be able to provide value and, mm. and knowledge and, and a certain uh, skill set that a lot of people don't possess. Right. That's really got my foot in the door. So, we picked so up do you, to
0: use Robert Kiyosaki's language that was your unfair advantage. Yes.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: So yeah. the the first, did you? What kind of deal did you first jump into? Was it a small project, single family home, or right into multifamily or so, single, what?
1: Single family homes. Yeah, my background as a project manager is in commercial construction, uh-huh. but um, I really like getting my hands dirty and being involved in the work itself. Not necessarily swinging a hammer, but just being able to go through the jobs like talked to trades. So we invested in a single family home, converting it into a duplex
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, have a permanent place and some of the rough ends as part of that duplex conversion for a future garden suite.
0: Perfect. So you're doing kind of the perfect burr, plus you got a bonus suite that you get add a bonus a unit that you get add on down the road.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if today, uh, with today's numbers and interest rates, if you're going to hit a perfect burr, but definitely- wow. As, we're, as close we're, as we can get. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, we're definitely adding some significant value to this property. Yeah. Um and and that should set us up well rent-wise mm-hmm. in today's market, you now over the long term.
0: So it sounds like you're you're partnering up with a couple of other experienced investors, you're bringing your skill set to the table, not just in management, but it sounds like you're actually getting your hands dirty and getting in there and doing some stuff as well. Um, moving ahead, what, what are the plans? Are you planning to do more of those kind of projects or what? A hundred percent.
1: So we just picked up, uh, another property that's actually going to be a flip. Okay. It's an older home, uh, construction, I think 1950s. And that closes the end of this month. And we've already done our walkthrough with the trades and are getting everything set up to hit the ground running on that one. So that'll be property number two, which is exciting.
0: Well, one of the things I love about what you're up to, Michael, is yeah, it took you you're an analytical person by nature. So you you did a lot of learning and stuff like that, and then took action, which nothing wrong with that, because a lot less surprises when you do it that way. That's Mm. for sure. Yes. But what I, I really like as well is you're getting rolling with real estate investing, but you're not waiting until you've got decades of experience or gazillion deers deals under your belt to start positioning yourself as an authority by being an author. So if I understand correctly, you've already got two books under your belt, one or more of which are already Amazon bestsellers. So walk me through that. What got you going with writing books? What are your books about? What, what, what are you doing with all of this? Cause I find that fascinating.
1: Yeah. So, What got me into writing both books, uh, particularly the the latest one that hit number one bestseller in four different categories on Amazon Kindle store, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is wanting to help other investors. So this goes back to the whole education, doing different property tours with a bunch of different groups. What I found common amongst real estate investors is that there's a lot of questions towards the renovation and property rehab process. And that happens to be a skill set that I have. So there was one particular property tour that we were going on uh, it was last summer, so July of 2022. And uh, some of the investors there were asking the contractor who was leading that property tour um, some specific questions. And I just had this bell go off in my head. Like, I know the answer to those questions. I can help. Yeah, And that really... Um, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, just a fire a sign, sign from above, let's say, yeah. inspired. Uh, inspired me, and and that's what carried me through to writing those books. Um, is the desire to use the specific set of uh, knowledge and skill that I have to be able to provide that information to investors who are looking to be particularly the active investors who, who are getting the ones that are managing the renovations.
0: Okay, uh, very, very uh, yeah. cool. So Short period of time, I mean, most people take forever to write their first book. You cranked out your first book, weren't going to rest on your laurels, so you decided to crank out a second book, both of them being about rehabbing. Why two books? Why so close together? What, what, what's so,
1: what? So the, the first book that I uh, published is called Rehabbing Your Way to Wealth. And that one is really a precursor that shows what beginner investors the mistakes that they make Mm. so it's more of a a informative book on what not to do and that sets up perfectly the second book which is what how to correct those mistakes exactly (laughs) and that's through a step-by-step process uh that will take them through everything from you know they need to take ownership. We all need to take ownership when we're renovating a project, right? This is highly important. You can't just hand it off to a contractor and expect them to take it to the finish line. You still need to manage that process. Um, you know, who you need on your team. Uh, it doesn't go into the specifics on, uh, how to you know find properties and those kinds of uh, yeah, numbers and things actual, like that, but it's more on the execution process. side. Yeah. Exactly. Right. There's plenty of other real estate investing coaches that can help on that part of the process. Yeah. I'm more into the nuts and bolts of, you know, how do you find contractors? How do you vet contractors? How do you hire them? What do you want to look for in a contractor services agreement terms and conditions? yeah, How to actually manage them, what red flags to look for. Um, and, you know, the different sequences of construction, the very nitty-gritty nuanced stuff that nobody really thinks or talks about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, nice. I like it. I like it a lot. So from a marketing perspective, Michael, what what are your goals or what are you planning to do with these books as authority builders? Because one of the big benefits of being an author is that it kind of instantaneously positions you as the go-to expert on that subject, so I mean, rehabber secrets, that kind of rehabbing your way to wealth, that kind of positions Michael uh, Emanuel as as the rehabbing guy. What do you want to do with that? Uh, that platform you're creating for yourself,
1: right? So first and foremost, I want I want uh, investors, new and seasoned, to read it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah. That, that's number one. I want them to be able to learn from that information. As far as the the outlook in, in the future, I would like to build a platform off of that mm-hmm. um, whether it's a series of uh, workshops or mini courses or large courses uh, that people can follow uh, just like I did in, in the beginning of my real estate investing journey to learn from and then apply. But Mm -hmm. taking it a step further than that also provide services for consulting. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: if uh, they wanted to get their feet wet but not fully jump into the pond and wanted sort of a third-party project manager to help them maybe uh, provide, you know, some additional insight, things that they haven't thought of, some guidance, some accountability uh, over the course of a project, that way they have that confidence. They've built up that confidence. They can build up that confidence by taking action because that's the most important of, of anything, especially yeah. being an entrepreneur is taking action, right? So it sort of eliminates that fear uh, Well, i of, of making I'm, a mistake.
0: I'm glad to hear that you've got a, a plan in mind for these books because sometimes people, you know, write a book that's a passion project for them, which is Okay. Uh, typically they don't get it anywhere near a bestseller status and it just kind of they get a whole bunch of copies booked, printed and they sit around in their garage (laughs) gathering dust (laughs) Uh, so i'm I'm glad that you've you've got some thought into this uh rehabber secrets that that looks a little bit like uh i like that whole idea that reminds me of russell brunson's uh Dot com secrets book and different different secrets type books like that. That's that's really smart. It adds it
1: adds some mystery to uh, what's yeah. inside. Yeah, 100
0: percent. No, that is uh, that and- is good stuff. So, yeah, there's so many different things that you can do with books, Michael. I, um, as you're probably aware, you've got these up on on Kindle. You're probably not looking to make a million bucks by selling. Amazon Kindle books, right? That's, no. that's pretty difficult to do. So I always call a book a business card on steroids, right? So so we we also work with our clients. we some of our clients, we co-author a book with them, and then they use the book as a calling card. So when they which you can do the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go to real estate investment club meetings or networking opportunities and stuff like that, instead of giving somebody a copy of your boring old business card, you give them a copy of your book, a physical copy of your book. And the holy shit factor is pretty impressive. It's like, holy crap, you wrote a book and like they, there's the proof. You know, it's not just telling them you wrote a book, but you give them a copy of your book. Extra points if you sign it and dedicate it for them. That really gets mm. that really gets Good the wild tip. point. <laughs> so what I one thing I would just quick tip I would recommend for you is print out, you know, you don't have to have a gazillion copies of them, print out 10, 15, 20 copies of your book to give away to ideal potential partners, clients, consulting clients, those kind of people, uh, real estate investment club execs and stuff. Cause this is a beautiful way for you to get the opportunity to speak on stages, jump on people's podcasts, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Cause I agree with you. You've got a really good little niche going there. I've seen a gazillion Books, trainings, and all that kind of stuff on how to flip or how to burr cool. or how to do multifamily, but narrowing it down to like real, like nitty gritty rehab type stuff, I haven't seen a lot of that. So I think you're you're on a really good track there. And there's just so many ways you can leverage your book, my friend. Yeah, one hundred
1: percent. Like you said, it's the ultimate business card. And I, I think the this the point that I really want to drive home with this is that the knowledge and skills that investors can gain from reading these books. Um, especially ones that would listen, be listening to your podcast, trying to raise capital, right, or attract uh, joint venture partners. That these specific skills as an acting active investor, finding properties, crunching the numbers, uh, and all that is is very important as well. That, that's that's the front end, right? But the back end, on the execution part of it, this it's all about having a track record, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of uh, a proven track record that you can. This is my opinion. I mean, my limiting like they could be limiting beliefs, but as far as attracting uh capital partners, right? If you have a track record of success, then your chances of um
0: them raising capital joining, yeah. joining
1: is, is that much greater.
0: Much, much higher. The other beautiful thing about having a book, which which when you start to leverage this even more, Michael, you're gonna find is it actually within your real estate investor career, it allows you to leapfrog over a lot of other people. Who have a hell of a lot more experience than you do, but they haven't learned how to promote themselves very well. So, uh, years ago, I remember a good buddy of mine, Ken, very accomplished real estate investor. He was kind of he he was the the kind of the big dude in his little local real estate investment community, and he helped run a club, and he was the main speaker and all this kind of stuff. And he was coaching and training people. I remember as <laughs> many years ago. He, he said, he was kind of complaining to me. I said, what, what's going on, Ken? Because there's this young up and whippersnapper who he had actually trained. He had coached, he had trained. And this young guy went out and bought his first small multifamily property or whatever. And then he was starting to get all the attention. And my mm. buddy Ken, being human, was kind of, hey, what's going on here? You know, I got a way more experience. I, got... I said, well, Ken, what, what did this guy do? He said, well, he wrote a book. So now people are inviting him on their, you know, their to speak at their events and all this kind of stuff. This, this kid doesn't really know that much. Everything he knows, I taught to him, kind of thing. So so Ken had he had his nose out of joint. I said, Ken, there's a really simple solution to this. He said, What? I said, Write a book, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. He didn't really know what he was doing. So we we joined forces and and I helped him write a book. So I get to have my little name on basically Ken's book, right? Mm-hmm. And voila. Overnight, now he's back to, to where he should be and then some because now he's perceived as the authority that he was uh, because he had his book. So, yeah, I think what you've done so quickly is absolutely brilliant. I, I, my hat's off to you. I love the fact that you've really narrowed it down to one specific niche. I love the fact that you brought all of your previous uh, professional experience to the table because that's what you did on a much bigger scale. For many, many years. So yeah, you're bringing expertise, you're bringing credibility, you're bringing experience. Like you said, you had that epiphany when you're going through this, this thing with this uh, other real estate investor and you realized you knew the answers better than he did. Uh, so now you put that into a book and now you can help other people with that. So Michael, if, if people want to connect with you, find out more and maybe even get a hold of your books, where should they go? What should they do?
1: So they can go to realestaterehabbers.com and on there they can find more information about me. There's some free resources that they can download there. There's a blog. Uh, if they want more information on my books, there's also a page there that they can take a look at that. And my social media links are there as well. So I would say realestaterehabbers.com is the place to go.
0: That's a pretty good URL. There you go, my friend. <laughs> good job. Keep up the good work. Thanks very much for jumping on the show.
1: Thank you, Dave. Much appreciated. And and thank you for having or giving this opportunity to so many real estate investors to uh, get their voices heard.
0: My pleasure, my friend. All right, everybody take care and we will talk to you on the next episode.